I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. It's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jets postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCombe. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim LaCombe, 126-123 to 123 is your final. The Jazz fall tonight in a heartbreaker to the Miami Heat. Last second shot from Tyler Hero after Lowry Markinen had tied the game with three free throws. And Miami goes on to win it by three. Two games in a row here, Coach, back-to-back that uh, just heart- heartbreaker. So close. In fact, hold that thought, Coach Lacombe. Let's now go downstairs to Coach Hardy. Maintain poise and competitiveness in tough moments. Um, obviously, you know Tyler Hero made an incredible shot to end the game, but I think our team... You know, on the second night of a back-to-back, really showed a a lot of toughness um, battling throughout the game against a very physical, uh, good Miami Heat team. And I thought we met that challenge head-on, and I thought our team uh, played well tonight for the most part. I think our defense in the second half was much better than the first half. Our physicality really stepped up um, and put ourselves in a position to take the game to overtime. But... Credit to Tyler. He's a, a heck of a player, and that was an incredible shot. Yeah, on that shot, is there anything you guys could have done differently, or is it just a tip your hat? Six seconds full court in the bonus. There's not a whole lot you can do because the worst play in the game would have been bumping him going full court on the dribble. Uh, Jordan turned him, made him hesitate again in the backcourt. Colin showed help and then pulled his hands back as Tyler picked up in between both of them and shot a one-foot very contested runner. Um, yeah, I mean, that's an incredible play. Six seconds is tough going full court when you're in the bonus because there's not a whole lot of, um, you know, have a whole lot of leeway to be physical with the ball handler. I was happy that we didn't let them roll it, you know, and he had to use the whole clock. But, um, yeah, I just watched it. There's not a whole lot that I would have done differently in that situation. If you go to trap, you leave somebody potentially just wide open shooting a catch and shoot. 
at the end or even a layup. You know, six seconds is plenty of time to dribble full court, make two passes, and get a layup. So um, I, I liked our chances when he shot the step through one footer, but Tyler's a heck of a player, so credit to him. You mentioned the defensive difference in the two halves. What were you seeing poorly in the first half, and what did you like about our physicality in the in the first half, especially off the ball, was not very good, and our communication um, with their when they use their smalls, they're they're one of the best teams in the league at using their their guards and wings to create indecision. A lot of those sprint slip plays that they do with Duncan Robinson, um, you know, I thought in the second half, especially some of their back pick stuff, we just communicated it much better, and we were far more physical, making those guys work. Um, it, it was a, a much better half defensive rebounding. I think they only had two offensive rebounds in the, the second half. So um, I just thought our intensity picked up and our communication was much better. So um, we need that from the beginning of the game. And um, I, I just, again, proud of the way our team adjusted at halftime and, and stuck in the game. Walker also played a lot during that second half. To what extent was he part of that defensive improvement? Uh, I think he was... He was a part of the defensive improvement, one, because of you know his presence, and two, because his defense was much better. I thought his defense in the first half was terrible. Um, he was sort of all over the place in pick-and-roll coverages, and I thought he really settled down in the, the second half and adjusted and you know helped us very much protect the rim and secure defensive rebounds. Um, his activity offensively was also good, getting six offensive rebounds. So... Uh, I thought his his second half was much better. I just felt like you know he was a better matchup for Bam uh, than the other guys on our team. Four straight losses now, by a combined thirteen points. As much as you know, the team has shown results. As you mentioned, coming back in these situations, is there anything you can point to as saying this is what we need to do better in order to pull these games out, or is it just kind of an unlucky stretch? Yeah, there's there's different things in each game that you could look at. Um, you know, we talked in the Golden State game at the fourth quarter. I thought we got some good looks that we didn't make. Um, I think in the Sacramento game, you know, we put ourselves in position to win and weren't able to secure the ball at the end. Um, and tonight, you know, we played a very good team and they made some tough shots and the toughest one ended up being the one that, that ended the game. So um, it's never the last plays of the game. That, that build up to that. I just think our our defensive approach from the beginning of the game can always improve. Um, we can have a little bit better attention to detail in the first half, but the, the margins of winning and losing in this league are incredibly small. And like I've said to you guys before, being emotional is very easy. Anybody can do that. Um, but being able to step back and look at the game uh, you know, with a little bit of a cold heart is uh, that's what they pay us to do so that we understand what we need to do better every night. And that's whether we win or we lose because, um, you know, coming into tonight, if we get that rebound at the end of Sacramento, it wasn't like the whole game was great. And tonight, if Tyler doesn't hit that shot at the end and we win in overtime, it wasn't like everything in tonight's game was great either. There's still a lot of things that we can improve on as a team. So losing hurts and it should hurt. Um, you know, we're here to try and win. And our guys are sticking together and competing every day. But, you know, I think it's really on us as a staff to continue to maintain 
poise and um, perspective on what's actually going on in these games so we don't end up over-focusing on a couple of plays that happen at the end of each game. Thank you. Thanks, guys. There you go. Jazz head coach uh, Will Hardy. Uh, the Jazz lost tonight by three to the Heat, 126 to 123. I thought that last uh, part, Coach Combe, was really interesting, trying to take uh, a little bit of the pressure off the the maybe shortcomings in the in the clutch by saying, you know, there's a lot of game that goes into it. Oh, there, there definitely is, and I think that um, what's frustrating is, you know, in a night, like he said, Hero misses that shot, and the Jazz – figure out a way to win in uh, in overtime. You know, everybody feels a lot better, but some of the same issues are still there. So I, I really like his mindset of saying, I'm going to remove myself, the emotions of it, um, and I'm going to actually try to look at this thing in real time and assess it. But I, the one thing's for sure, this team fights. I mean, they were down, with a minute to go, they're down six. Uh, 19 seconds, they're down five. So... Now, this team just fights. We see it night in and night out. It's just some execution here and there that they've got to shore up. But I, I sure like the way they, they compete. They had 25 points in the fourth quarter, outscored by Miami 30-25 to 25 after a third quarter where they were great and outscored the Heat 35-27. Uh, to 27. Coach Hardy, uh, much happier with the defensive performance in the second half. I thought he specifically was talking about Walker Kessler and how much better he was in the second half, we won't uh, highlight the fact that he said he was horrible in the first half. <laughs> that got a lot better in the second. Kessler finished with 12 rebounds, six offensive, and three blocks. So ha- more happy with what happened in the second half defensively. And really, you think you look at the fourth quarter and another fourth quarter, the Jazz, you know, they're right there in a game. But, you know, three turnovers, um, The they did really fight. They got five trips to the line. They got fouled on two threes. Um, we're able to make all those free throws. So, a again, uh, execution, he said it, the margin for error to win in this league is really narrow. It's even more slim for this team. And, like, they can compete like crazy, win the, the glass, shoot 40-something percent from three, um, but it's still going to have to require the Jazz to execute down the stretch, and that's just something they're going to have to learn through. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Tuesday. The Jazz will be at home once again to take on the Sacramento Kings. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got some postgame sound coming up for you. As Jazz fall by three tonight, 126 to 123, you are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. That's right, Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight, 126 to 123 to the Miami Heat. Uh, Tyler Hero hitting a last second three pointer to uh, win it. For the Heat, after Lowry Markinen made uh, three free throws to tie it up, as you mentioned, Coach, the Jazz were down six. It's about a minute to go, and there's certainly, uh, and we heard uh, Coach Hardy say it in the last segment, there's certainly no uh, lack of fight in this particular team, but missed some critical free throws again tonight, turnovers, uh, an issue in the clutch, and just could not uh, get it over the hump. Yeah, what's frustrating is all those hustle things that, you know, we maybe we felt the Jazz lacked, you know, different times this week. Tonight, the Jazz are 16 offensive rebounds, uh, 49 total rebounds out rebounding this Heat team, which actually is the best defensive rebounding. They clear the glass better than anybody. So the Jazz really, 
the, the effort was there. The energy was there. It was the execution tonight, and it was a couple of different spots. But the Jazz end up with 16 turnovers. We talked about the fact that that would be something to watch. Um, you know, if they could have that number down, maybe four or five. And then, as you said, a couple of free throws, um, a shot here and there. This is a totally different game. But that's where this team is right now. It's it's really having to do just about everything quite right to find a way to win. And you mentioned it in the pregame. Miami doesn't turn it over much. They don't make a ton of mistakes. Uh, they had 12 total turnovers tonight. And actually, five of those came from Tyler Hero, the guy who won the game. So, you know, it's it's tough when you play a team that's really well coached and disciplined like the Heat, even if they don't have Jimmy Butler, which they did not uh, tonight. And it just uh, cost the Jazz a little bit down the stretch. I thought they had turned the momentum in the third quarter almost entirely, and I thought this could be one of those games where the Jazz pulled away, but just was not the case. I said this, but I, I saw some major growth tonight from Sexton. Um, I think over the last two or three games, the rebounding, like understanding leverage and moving guys around, like Sex or excuse me, Kessler's not being moved around as much. Um, he has twelve boards tonight, and then Lowry. Uh, throws his body around, gets five offensive rebounds, nine defensive, 14. So these Jazz came out, guys came out tonight with the intention of winning this game. Um, and Tyler Hero, unfortunately, just kind of ended that with a one-legged runner. But um, through all of it, you know, the Jazz fought and put themselves in a spot right there to to be successful. And Boone said it at the end of the broadcast. It was a tough shot. Ooh. And we heard uh, Coach Hardy say that uh, it's so hard when they're in the bonus because you can't the, – the worst thing you can do right there is send them to the line. That's just basically guaranteeing that uh, you're going to take an L. So I wouldn't imagine the Jazz could have hoped to defend that play much better than they did and – Got to give him credit. I guess it went down. Yeah, it was you know no timeouts, so they had to bring it up. They couldn't advance the ball, um, and you know really, we're just sitting here watching. Uh, Ohio State just missed a potential game-winning field goal, but uh, down one and end up losing to Georgia. What a sports day! The Big Ten once again shows up to the party and forgot their shoes. Well, TCU Michigan was a thriller. It was amazing. This game was a thriller. And this jazz game we just watched. I right mean, if, if you I mean, like if you like close contested sporting events, uh, today has been your day because it's it's been heart stopping all the way through. Georgia wins 42-41 Ohio State. They're going to play TCU in the national title game. Uh, there's three seconds, three seconds left, but they've got to kneel it. But that's uh, that's about it. And uh, wow, what a game! What a what a day! That's uh, that's pretty amazing. It, it was, as you said, it was a very, the heart's been racing all day. Great games. The Jazz just on the wrong side of a really tough shot. Um, but I, the resilience is tough. It's there. There's guys learning lessons. And um, this team's still got a lot of games to play. Man, can you imagine being that Ohio State kicker? Oof. I would hate to be, you know, I'm at the age now where you th- being his parent or his grand, like, just how do you help that? It's just oh, man. It's a big one. Well, pressure situations. I mean, sports is crazy that way. Tyler Hero in this game we just watched came up with a, a game winner. You just don't, you know, if you're an NBA player, how many of those do you hit in your career? If you're, if, you know, unless you're Michael Jordan, you don't get that many opportunities at it, let alone a chance to do it a bunch of times and Tyler Hero gets it done. And then I, I don't know how kickers even function in these last seconds of, uh, of pressure football games. I mean, Pretty incredible. It was not close. It was not one that the officials had to release. It was wide, wide, wide left. Man. Oh, there you go. So Georgia TCU, it's a final. I know we're talking basketball here, but just to keep people updated, 
You're driving home. 42-41, Georgia advances. So Georgia TCU in the national championship for college football. And this may be the first year that at least one of the semifinal games wasn't a blowout. Both semifinal games were really, really good. Really, really good. All right, uh, we will get you some jazz sound as soon as uh, players make their way to uh, to the podium. So stay tuned for that. We'll throw it down there when that happens. But the Jazz fall by three tonight, 126 to 123. A quick look at the stats. <clears throat> jazz shot 43% from the field, uh, 42% from three. They were 17 of 40. Jazz were led by Lowry Markinen once again, who had 29 points, 14 boards for Lowry, 7 of 15 shooting, 3 of 7 from three, a perfect 12 of 12 at the line. Jordan Clarkson tonight had 22 on 7 of 14, shooting uh, 3 of 9 from 3. Five rebounds, three assists for Jordan. Uh, Malik Beasley was 17 points tonight coming in off the bench. Colin Sexton, uh, you uh, have talked about him a couple times, Coach. He had a nice game tonight as well, 14 points, three assists, two rebounds in 24 minutes of play. For the Heat, Bam Adebayo. 32 points tonight, eight boards, five assists. What a game for him and Tyler Hero. 10 of 20 from the field, 3 of 11 from 3, 29 points, nine rebounds, six assists, and the game winner. The Heat also got uh, 23 coming in off the bench from Victor Oladipo uh, as uh, he uh, is – Pretty much always been good throughout his career. Was good again tonight. Five assists, five boards, and he's a nice luxury for this Heat team coming on, uh, coming in off the bench. And a big three there late. Um, been in big moments, and certainly is a really good competitor. Great defender causes a lot of issues out there. Um, so it's nice to see him healthy and out there competing and playing. Um, we talked about Eric Spolstra. I just want to drop this little nugget. Um, his roommate, his first year at the University of Portland was none other than legendary Utah basketball fixture, Mr. Chris Jones. Really? Yeah. How about Chris that? Chris Jones uh, played at Judge Memorial, was the leading scorer in the history, and went to Portland on a scholarship and got introduced to this uh, young chap named Spolstra. And they uh, they were roommates for a year, stayed in touch. And uh, I I echo what Mike said. He's, he's one of the guys you cheer for to me, guy that – you know, he didn't have a golden spoon. He worked his way up through the film room, much like Will Hardy, and, and paid his dues. He's, he, he seems to be a terrific guy and, and phenomenal coach. Well, I was going to say, and of course, really good. Really good at what he does. Top-tier coach in the NBA. I mean, I don't know if you want to argue, you know, top three, top five, whatever. But uh, top-tier coach in the NBA. I like it that he stayed with the Heat. He and Pat Riley make a really good team, obviously. And... uh He's proved that he's uh, more than just a, a guy who coached LeBron, which I think is something, unfortunately, for probably LeBron and the coaches that coach him, uh, coaches battle that. Ty Lue's another one who I think has separated himself as a, you know, not just a great coach with LeBron, but a great coach, period. Um, and maybe Ty's got a little more uh, to prove, I suppose. But I think both of those guys are, are great, great coaches, and especially Coach Bell. And Spo and, you know, Will Hardy, those guys uh, come up through the ranks. You know, Bill Video Room's such a great teacher. But I think there is a confidence that comes with that. You know, you, you definitely know and have seen just about everything, um, can talk coverages. I mean, it's, it's definitely one thing. And, and then I know Coach Hardy talked about one of the things that was great for him is the guys came through the film room all the time. So it was an opportunity to – you know, spend time and get to know guys. And so uh, both guys, you know, obviously Hardy on the front end 
uh, Spolster's been doing it and is very proven for a long time. But um, I just like the route they took and, and guys like that, what they can bring to that. You know, There's guys that played it, played really at a high level, and then there's guys who have really been students of it. And that's kind of where those two guys come out of. By the way, by the way shout out to uh, AT&T Sportsnet's own Holly Rowe, who's just interviewing Stetson Bennett. Pretty cool that... I mean, she's got a couple of gigs that are pretty cool, but pretty cool she gets to do all these big time games uh, for ESPN, and uh, how what a what a luxury for us to have her on the local broadcasts on nights that she's not, you know, absolutely in- interviewing and uh, doing the sidelines for the most uh, important games on the planet. I will tell you this: she's on the run. I mean, my goodness, she's moving. She is <laughs> moving. everywhere. It's crazy. So I am glad that my my traverses are just up and down I fifteen. She actually has to get on a bird, you know, but. Good for her. What a cool experience. If I were Holly, I might madden it. You know what I mean? Like get a big old bus. Oh, dude. <laughs> just just, crew just spend care the day me. on the road. Hey, bring me some more Cheez-Its. <laughs> Freshen up my Diet Coke if you don't mind. Oh, Coach, we've got to make it across the country. Take your time. I'll just be back here, you know. Eating Cheez-Its. Leaving, living the good life. But, yeah, just uh, sorry to get distracted. Just saw Holly up on the old tube. Pretty cool that she has the opportunity to uh, – do that and has for years, obviously. So she should write a book, all the great uh, sports moments she's seen. I can't seen. even imagine this, the cool stuff she's seen. Yep, no uh, no doubt about it. All right, let's let's uh, let's be productive here, Coach. Let's get to the Master of the Glass. Brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team. Rebound leader, tonight's Master of the Glass, is Lowry Markinen, who had 14 rebounds uh, tonight, five of those offensive. Uh, Runner-up is Walker Kessler, who had a great night on the boards. 12 rebounds for him, six offensive. The Jazz, as you mentioned, Coach, out-rebounded the Heat 49-37. to The Jazz had 16 offensive rebounds. Um, Rebounding was not the reason that they came up short tonight. As we've seen in other close games, including last night's game against Sacramento, didn't feel like that was the case tonight. It wasn't that. It wasn't physicality. I thought the Jazz maybe a little bit in that first half, but I don't know that Miami was very physical either. The game kind of fell more into that in the second half, and um, I think guys understood scheme and coverages a little bit better. Um, but, like, I, I look at shooting the ball. You know, I said the Jazz are going to have to shoot the ball. I think they can shoot the ball well tonight. Certainly did. Made 17 threes. Um, getting to the line, you know, a huge uh, outpouring of points from the from the free throw line, 36 for 44. But where it really kind of gets separated, the Jazz were 6 for 14 at the rim. The Heat were 12 for 15 at the rim. Hmm. Um, mid-range, the Jazz 8 for 16. And in that mid-range, which, you know, paint touches Miami 15 for 25. In total, 14 for 30 for the Jazz, rim and mid-range. Uh, Miami 27 for 40, 68 percent, and I really do think over the course of the game that's your game. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story. Share, read some, and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Coming up next, we'll get you sound from the podium. Thought we might have some player sound by now, uh, considering maybe folks are trying to get out and beat the beat the uh, new year, but apparently uh, getting some. Uh, Last uh, 2022 details done in the locker room before coming out and making comments. So we'll get to that coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. Jazz fall tonight, 126 to 123. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller. 
stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Oh, my! Jazz Postgame, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. 126 to 123 is your final. Jazz fall uh, to the Miami Heat tonight on a last-second game-winning shot from Tyler Hero, who got the ball inbounded to him with a little over six seconds to go. Coach dribbles down and uh, hits a what a one-legged fallen forward three that goes down uh, to win it. And that's sometimes just how it goes. Um, you know, you could see maybe in a game where the Jazz don't fight and compete, but um, you know they fought like crazy tonight and really got themselves a nice piece of that whole thing. You had to take it length of the floor is a little more difficult than diagramming something in the half court. Um, but it had his time and the Jazz guarded it. Like I, I went back and watched it the last break. Um, guy on the ball, you know, there was obviously a screen so that. The defender there was right close. Um, he was, you know, he just made a shot kind of in a very tight window off one leg to end the game and win it. Um, and you tip your cap to the game. You know that hopefully there's one on your side coming and uh, and you move on. You've always liked uh, Tyler Hero. I mean, I think there's a reason that Miami really values him, even though he's not what you would characterize as, I mean, a star necessarily. I mean, I wouldn't, uh, you know, he could get there, I suppose, during his career, but he's just a, a solid guy that plays a great role on a, on a good team. He's, you know, what I love about him is he's, ex- he's like supremely confident. He, I loved him when he came on the scene at Kentucky and, um, you know, he just, he carries himself like a baller. Didn't shoot the, the three ball well tonight. Um, makes three for 11, one of them being that game winner, but he's just a guy who's going to, you know, be out there in 34 minutes and try to fill the box score and nine rebounds, six assists, uh, turned it over five times, but he's playing on attack and that's kind of his role on this team. And then Bam Adebayo uh, led uh, all scores tonight with 32 points, 11 of 17 shooting 10 of 13 from the line for him, eight boards, five assists. And I don't know if he gets talked about enough around the league. I agree. Cause he is, I mean, I, he's got the all-star, uh, you know, nods and all those things. I'm not saying he's uh, completely ignored, but I don't know if he gets as much run as he deserves for how good he is. Yeah, and consistently good. You know, it doesn't ha- seem to have a ton of peaks and valleys this year. He's a little down shooting the field go- his field goals, um, down maybe 2% two there. But across the board, this is a guy who he's averaging 20 and 9 rebounds, almost 10 rebounds. Um, and he, he's a great enforcer. You know, he's always around the paint. Um, heard from many different people that, you know, Eric Mika played in summer league the year that they kind of showed up together there. Um, you know, and I heard coach Hardy talking about him in the pregame, but everybody says just a phenomenal guy, uh, works his tail off. Um, 
you know, is about the right stuff. And you can see it in the way that he plays. Well, you and I have worked a lot of drafts together and uh, worked a lot of drafts, period. I don't think you and I were together when Bam was drafted. But I remember when he was drafted, and I remember him like so many other players. You could probably list them off as project guys that get taken in the lottery, a late lottery, and you see the, the physical characteristics and those sorts of things, and you go, okay, well, if this, if this player develops – you know, boy, the the sky is the limit. And so many of those guys you, you just don't hear from again, or you hear from for a few years until they don't develop and, and they're out of the league. And then there are a few that absolutely develop into studs, and Adebayo is one of those. And there are the reasons those projects continue to go that high in the first round. But, I mean, you look at, the, I guess, the best example of what I'm talking about would probably be Giannis, right, the Greek freak. I mean, we've seen a lot of those uberly athletic unicorn body type guys go in the first round. You say, okay, well, there, there's a project. You know, if it pans out, boy, the sky's the limit. And, you know, nine out of ten don't pan out. And Bam certainly has more than panned out. And if you look at his uh, his career arc, his career stats, I mean, it took him a couple of years to get going, Coach. Uh, he, uh, let's see here. That's not the right button. Apologies. He started out uh, 6.9 points and 5.5 rebounds in uh, 19 minutes a game as a rookie. 8.9 points the next year in 23 minutes. His rebounding went up to 7.3. And then, man, 16 points the year after that and 10 boards. Averaged a double-double and has just been an upward trajectory ever since. 18 points the year following, 19 points. And then, as you mentioned, up to nearly 21 points per game this year. Yeah, so it's a, a guy who's worked... You had to really, really work, you know, came in, like you said, 14th, I believe it was where he was picked. Um, and so kind of right on the edge uh, and just uh, has really uh, just gotten better every single year, added something to his game. But tonight was dominant. You know, I, th- I thought tonight the difference in the game was his, you know, his ability to get easy baskets and kind of hold the jazz off. How would you guard him? What kind of player would you guard him with if you were coaching? Um, man, he seems like a guy you'd probably somebody a little bit maybe quicker than him. You know, maybe try to um to use somebody six eight. You know, but can get around front, get behind, can uh, disrupt him uh, because if he catches it, gets it right where he wants. You know, he's shooting fifty five percent from the field, so he's going to make most of those. So athletic too. Fun player, fun player to watch play, and he played great tonight again. Bam, again, Bam had uh, 32 points, eight boards, and uh, and five assists. As for the Jazz, they were led by Lowry Markkinen, who was good again tonight. Coach, 29 and 14, you know, consistently good, and uh, it, that was something that was big. You know, when we talked about Gordon Hayward for all those years, you'd see, you know, you'd see good games, and you say, okay, can he consistently do it? And then by the end of his run with the Jazz, he really consistently did it. Lowry, you got to tip your cap to the dude. He's consistently good every night. Yeah, and he's you know, there's no doubt he's getting the number one assignment. You know, he's the guy that everybody knows is hot right now. And so uh, tonight the Heat came out with the intentions of stopping him, but he's just efficient. You know, the thing that I do believe he's kind of incorporating and in, in, Saw it again tonight. He's just more on on attack. Uh, he goes to the line twelve times tonight, uh, and I know a couple of those were three point. You know, you got, so, but but I still believe going getting there twelve times that's a huge number for him, and it indicates he, I'm, he's playing downhill. Um, and I felt like he was going to get that ball in the fourth too. I, I he did a nice job of letting the game come to him, but also when the, when the time was right, attacking. 
I like it that Coach Hardy's given him kind of the freedom to figure it out himself, too. He's talked about that a number of times uh, in post-game comments. He doesn't want to micromanage Lowry and let him uh, – he wants to let him kind of grow into the situation, and we've seen that. I mean, uh, you've you've hit on it a, a few times. You know, we saw those couple of games where he had great first halves and then disappeared in the second half and maybe wasn't, uh, you know, going out and looking for his own game enough. And the last two games, even though they came in losses, Lowry's been special – and certainly hasn't uh, disappeared from the game. No, fourteen rebounds is huge too, and five of those being offensive. Like those are those are all numbers that indicate the guy's right doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. He's playing with great um, energy, you know, to be able to do that that much. But talk about efficient. That's the part that when you think of Lowry, that's the, that's really the impressive part of what he's doing this year. Another night where he's, um, you know, fifty percent from the field and. Um, like I said, 12 for 12 from the line, 29 points, 14 boards. Time for the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A, earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app. Tonight, the Jazz from the line, 36 of 44. Took a ton of free throws tonight. Uh, 81.8%. Miami was 23 of 30. Coach mentioned it. Markinen himself was 12 of 12 of, at the line. How about Clarkson, though, struggling? 5 of 10, and he missed some of those free throws uh, in the clutch. No, that's not... Uh, really like him no it's not like him um and those are the things that are bummers because you would think you know stop the game this is here's the situation hey he's gonna make those he'll make those eight out of ten times and unfortunately we were on the wrong two um but you know you gotta love everything else he did tonight he really really kept the jazz in you know in shouting distance he missed uh he made one of three right on that uh yes. foul on the three-pointer uh, down the stretch, which obviously would have made a tremendous amount of difference. And, uh, of course, we always think of Clarkson as so calm and cool, and I think it's why at least I expect him to make all of those shots. And, you know, it's tough. We're, we're talking about uh, poor Ruggles here for Ohio State, the kicker that uh, missed the game winner. You know, sometimes you get in those situations, they're they're difficult. Yeah, they are difficult. And, um, yeah, Jordan, just uncharacteristic, 5 or 10 from the line. Take those, um, like I say, a couple of those go in every night, and tonight they just didn't. Uh, no, they did not. But Jordan, uh, overall, 22 points tonight, uh, five boards, three assists. He did have four turnovers, which you don't love, but uh, was pretty efficient from the field, 7 of 14, three of nine uh, from three, which maybe Jordan's a little bit better, but uh, you'll you'll take three of nine as he continues to be a big part of what's going on with this Jazz team. I thought Rudy Gay came in and he made a couple shots tonight. You know, we were talking about – Hadn't seen a whole lot of, uh, you know, positive plays. And tonight he came in and made three shots, uh, made a three, kind of in a pivotal time, ended up with nine points. One of two from three, three of four from the field. So, yeah, I mean, they need, well, they need contributions coming in off the bench. And Walker Kessler and uh, Sexton and Beasley were all really good, and uh, Rudy Gay needs to be that as well. If he's going to get minutes, he needs to come in and contribute, and I'm with you. He did. I, I thought Beasley and Sexton were huge tonight. Beasley shot-making, Sexton's energy, his ability to, I don't know, you got the crowd really involved, even when you know the game was not as exciting. So, um, yeah, call, I, was, I, I liked Colin tonight. I thought he grew up tonight a little bit. Oh, I think he has so much potential. 
I mean, his game, and we've we've heard Coach Hardy talk about it throughout the season. I mean, his game has has things that need, he needs to add and evolve. I think the time that he filled in for uh, Mike Conley uh, was helpful for him, and I think we see him continue to improve. Let's go down. We've got Jordan Clarkson. Let's go ahead and hear from him. That's uh, all. <laughs> I don't know. Wanting to shoot it from half court, maybe. It's just a crazy shot, crazy play, maybe in person. Four straight losses now by just a combined 13 points. How difficult is it knowing that like you guys had your chances in each game, had your moment that you were that close each time? Uh, I think as a team, we still, you know, in good spirits. Um, even though these games is tough, especially like losing a game like that, the last second inning. It's two games, two nights in a row where we kind of, um, you know, lose it in the last seconds of the um, of regulation, but I think we're very confident in finishing games um, and giving our chances uh, ourselves a chance to win. With uh, Duncan Robinson was you know coming off of these screens and doing these, you, know, you guys seemed to collapse on him a little bit. But how did you guys kind of evolve how you defended those during the game and, and kind of improve? In the second half, uh, second half, I think we just got more aggressive, more physical with those guys, uh, especially the way, like you said, they were coming off the screens fast, um, trying to get downhill, um, create a disadvantage with, you know, bam rolling and stuff like that. So um, I do think in the second half we did a really good job uh, trying to control that and slow that down and uh, forcing them into tough shots. A little bit of a tough night for your free throw line up until you made those last three in a row. Yeah. Is there anything you can point to as to what's going on, or, or I guess what's going through your head as you're at the line on that occasion? Nah, I just missed them. I don't know. Uh, I think that's the most free throws I've missed in my nine years playing in the league. So um, just a tough night at the line. Missed them. Uh, came back, knocked three down, put us in a. In a situation where we had a chance to, you know, win the game as well, Lowry comes back and um, knocks three free throws down, and then, hey, you know, the story could change. You never know with the basketball guys where they give you uh, what cards they play. You said the vibes and stuff are still good. How do you guys keep them up when you guys are having these close close losses? Um, just continue to, you know, preach the the confidence in each other. Um, like I don't think anybody's gotten down this whole whole season, even with a hot start, even when we lost a bunch of games in a row or whatever it was. I think we all just kind of been even keel um, through this whole thing and trying to continue to get better. You know, I think we've uh, tried a lot of things um, recently, and we are we're doing a good job with things. We just got to close games. Um, last night was a rebound. Tonight, you know, my free throws, stuff at the end of the game like that, but. Um, in terms of the team, I think we're in a good place. Um, and I think in, in these any situations, uh, you know, we get in these close games again, I think we finish a lot of them. Yep. 
That is Jordan Clarkson. What timing? We were just barely talking about uh, Jordan tonight. We'll get uh, Coach Combs' thoughts on what we just heard from Jordan. We'll hopefully get another player for you as well coming up right around the corner. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Heat beat the Jazz tonight 126 to 123. More straight ahead. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Wow! The outcome is in the books. Now, let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Happy New Year's Eve. Jazz fall tonight to the Heat, 126-123. to 123. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. We'll let you hear more player sound uh, coming up momentarily. Uh, but the Jazz fall in another close one, coach. And, I, you know, we've talked about this a lot throughout the season. I don't see this team... You know, getting blown out a whole lot. I don't know what their final record is going to be. And I know, you know, uh, I guess a week and a half ago now on that Eastern swing, we saw a couple of lopsided losses. I just think the way this team plays, as hard as they play, you know, they're going to be in most every game. Now, the the execution down the stretch leaves something to be desired, but I think you'd rather have that than uh, a big-time effort and talent discrepancy, right? Right, or the... You know, we don't play very hard all game and then all of a sudden rally in the end. It's not like this team, they really do lay it out there. Um, it's hard to to fake 16 offensive rebounds. You know, it's so it, it, the hard part is it's just something different every night. I mean, the other night, if they would have shot the ball the way they shot it tonight, they have won going away. Um, you know, unfortunately didn't. And uh, And tonight they shoot the ball great have a couple of lapses, you know, defensively, have a couple of lapses, um, you know, with execution in the fourth quarter, and you just lose on a crazy shot. And that's those are the things that will drive you crazy. But I really like hearing Coach Hardy thus far, um, and obviously Jordan Clarkson. I mean, those guys' heads in the right – you know, it's in the right place. They're, they're dealing with this okay. And I like Clarkson. He said, give us another opportunity – and." You know, we've had a couple of bad ones. You know, we'll, we'll get some good ones. And I do think, by the way, uh, this is more productive for a rebuilding team with a new coach trying to establish a culture than, say, losing games on purpose, to put it frankly. Uh, you and I were laughing about a clip tonight from Eric Gordon from the Rockets, who was asked about the improvement of his team and whether it's met his expectations and he said flat out, there's been no improvement. And I don't know if that's healthy for anybody. You know what I mean? And maybe the Rockets have X percent better chance at getting whatever pick than than the Jazz or whatever. But I just can't imagine that that's healthy for, say, Coach Silas, who's now in his third year with the Rockets, I want to say, and I'm sure right, is yeah. eager to establish some sort of culture and start building and that's not where the that's not the direction that that franchise is going. And thus, you have veteran players like Eric Gordon, who, by the way, I can't believe is still on that roster, and they haven't traded by now. But flatly telling everybody publicly, there's been no improvement in a in a monotone of a very grumpy person. And I think 
you know, you lose close games, and I'm sure the Jazz locker room is is grumpy right now and and probably not feeling real great. But man, they pour it on out there, and and they play tough. And as far as a culture building or from a culture building standpoint, I think it is a healthy thing. I, I totally agree. I don't know how you would do the other way. I really don't, because I think um, you know, a new coach coming in, you're going to want to test all this. Um, and if the standard is, yeah, you know, we really. Uh, we're really going to kind of fudge this year, you know, and not really compete as hard as we can. I just don't, you send the right message. So uh, I'm with you hundred percent on that. All right, let's go back downstairs. It's now time to hear from Lowry marketing. Yeah, that's like four, one possession games in a row. And so of course it's tough and, but we have a great group of guys. So uh, everybody's still working together, still having fun playing. And obviously we're still, doing the proper serious work to do watching the film and getting better but at the same time we're having a like I said great group of guys so having it's a lot of fun to go in the building and getting better so of course it's it's a tough stretch could easily be four four no in the last four games but that's the NBA and then nobody's gonna feel sorry for us so we've got to figure out a way to get those wins uh, down the stretch. So I'm still confident in our team and uh, what we're doing. So, In your last hour and a half of 2022, how do you recap the year that was for, for you personally? A lot has happened. Uh, <laughs> but it's been a fun year. Uh, I've gotten better as a person, as a basketball player. Uh, me and my family are in a great spot now, so it's been a great year, but Looking forward to making next year even better. Well, um, is there anything you guys, kind of looking at that final play that Hero makes, is there anything you guys could have done differently, or is that just a shot that's insane? Uh, it's a great shot by him, uh, obviously. Just we don't want to give up foul, foul there. So you know, I was guarding Bam, and I would kind of jumped. I think there was three guys contesting that, and so it's a tough shot by him, and. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like I said, we're trying not to foul, but maybe we could have forced him just towards the uh, sideline more rather than having a middle of court shot and make it a little bit like fading away. But, I mean, we gave ourselves a chance, and that's a, that's a tough shot by him. So I can't really – I think everybody gave him all. <laughs> hey, they're all in the last possession, so all credit to them. You guys lose five games last month. Um, now you are in a, you were on a five-game losing streak last month, and now a four-game losing streak this month. Um, what are some of the things that you maybe learned then that you can draw upon now uh, to kind of break this streak that you're in? Just staying together. Uh, that's the only way we're going to climb out of it, and we're going to watch some film and get back to we, I think we've been running the floor better now than I mean we started the year out really well getting easy easy ones in transition we talked about that before the Sacramento game I think we made some progress with that just getting out in transition and kick heads and stuff like that so we look at the some of the stuff that so of course it's phases that like some elements of the game drop and then when some other parts get better so we're trying to 
come up with a complete 48 minute game and uh, do whatever we can to get to that point. So now we're gonna show tomorrow and uh, right back at it and get there. Obviously it's kind of a moot point now, but take us through your mindset on that second free throw when it you know, goes in and out and back in. It's heading to hurt on that one. No, I just thought it's the same. Free throw is always the same that if you're shooting in, in an empty arena or whatever, of course it feels great to have the home crowd behind us and if, just how loud it got when those went in. And uh, so I just stepped in and uh, tried to be confident, stepping on the line and uh, do the same routine that you I've been doing millions of times. So, of course, sometimes you not going to make them, but, I mean, we put the work in to be confident at that position. So, All right, there you go. That is Lowry Markinen. Lowry was great again tonight uh, for the Jazz. 29 points on 7 of 15 shooting, 12 of 12 of the line, 14 rebounds as well. Jazz fall tonight to the Heat, 126 to 123. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share, read some, and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. We've got to play the game for you coming up next, and we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts of 2022. Stay tuned. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Marketing from the corner. There are not a lot of guarantees in life. Death, taxes, and marketing from the corner. There's our guy, David Locke. His final uh, play of the game of the uh, of 2022. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Jazz fall tonight to the Heat, 126-123. to 123. Uh, Postgame is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, if you're just joining us, quick rundown of the stats tonight. The Jazz shot 43% from the field, 42.5% from three. They were 17 of 40. Uh, they were led by Lowry Markinen, who we heard from in the last segment, 29 points, 14 boards for Lowry. Jordan Clarkson had 22 on 7 of 14, shooting 3 of 9 from 3. Jordan also had uh, 5 boards, 3 assists, struggled from the line, just 5 of 10 tonight. Uh, Kelly Olenek had 14 points. Uh, Malik Beasley with 17 points coming in off the bench. Colin Sexton with a nice night, 14 points. But uh, Miami... Got a lot from Bam Adebayo, 32 points, 8 boards, 5 assists from him. Tyler Hero, 29 points. Victor Oladipo, 23, coming in off the bench. Of course, Hero uh, hits the last-second game winner uh, as time expired. Uh, got the ball inbounded to him uh, with 6 seconds to go after Lowry Markin had tied the game on 3 made free throws, and uh, he hit a running 1-foot-3 for the win. And the Jazz, once again, Coach uh, Lacombe, lost in heartbreaking fashion. Tough one last night against Sacramento to lose by one, and then another tough one tonight. Yeah, I just saw a tweet by uh, our buddy Tony Jones, and he basically, in essence, said that a lot of those one-possession games and you know the, the games early in the season that the Jazz found a way to win, it's kind of flipped on them all of a sudden. And that's what a season is. You, know, you have to play through uh, adversity. And I think the key, like Coach Hardy said, is to, to – Remain solid, you know, don't get all emotional and uh, don't let it bring you down. I think the Jazz are doing a nice job with that 
now they just got to figure out a way to get on the right side of a game and uh, and try to get on a streak the other way. Seems like early in the year they had some things down the stretch that went their way that I don't want to say were accidental because that's probably not the word, but there was some stuff that went their way in the that led to some wins, even some good decisions. Remember Colin Sexton, his last minute layup, or Kelly Olynyk when he you know, ducked to the basket. But they had some things the ball bounced their way a few times. And now in this stretch, they're still in those close games that they were winning early in the year. But the execution down the stretch is just a little bit off. And they're doing a couple of things that hurt them, like missing free throws. And we've seen turnovers. In the Sacramento game, it was failure to get a rebound, which we've seen a couple of times. And it just seems to me like those – details are once you tighten them up you know it's kind of like riding a bike well and the other thing is when you win a game you don't walk away from it saying yeah we you know the average person right doesn't walk around saying we yeah we won but our transition defense and our offensive rebounding were ridiculous right you, you kind of get a start over at that point the jazz the hard part right now they're just kind of running into a bunch of losses so we're picking apart uh t- yeah. you know tonight it was their inability to to close it down well, the final, 126 to 123. The Jazz fall to the Heat in the last game of 2022. Coach Lacombe, some final thoughts before we close this one up. Well, I, I believe that, um, you know, first phase of this rebuild is a, a really positive thing. This is a fun team to watch. And I agree, if, you, if you're going to be excited and cheer and when things are kind of falling in, in the Jazz direction, I think you've got to kind of withstand these runs, too. Um, I do believe this team's really competitive. Um, I think they're frustrated uh, having lost a couple games, but you know their mind is on bigger things, and it's just a matter now of figuring out a way to, to get a win uh, against Sacramento on Tuesday. All right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who participated in tonight's broadcast. Thanks to Lock and Boone. Great work from them, of course. Thanks to our broadcast assistants tonight. Thanks to uh, Mike Smith for jumping on with us in the pregame. Thanks to Jamil Hawkins. Great work from him, executive producer of our jazz broadcast. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. And finally, Coach, thank you. Happy New Year. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.